Today we are broadcasting from Nipaluna Lutrawita. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this land and elders past, present and emerging. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us this morning. For a feel-good start to another day. This is Triple M Breakfast. Welcome to the podcast. Kaz, another great show from Monday. There's plenty going on. Wow, big weekend. We had a lot to talk about. Do you know it was a big week, wasn't it? It was a big, it's been a big year. <laughs> Can you believe it's only the 15th of Jan? Oh, wow. And all the stuff we've achieved. It's the 15th of Jan and we're into it. Into it. A massive show. We speak with someone from the Tasmania Football Club. We have the Hobart International Tennis all wrapped up. We wrap up also the Day Out for Don, a big car show raising funds for Lifeline Tasmania. And Kaz talks about road trip etiquette. Mm. Here's what you missed. How was your weekend? Oh. Gee, we've, we've had an action-packed we've, weekend. We had a big weekend. I mowed the lawn. I did a lot of other things, but I mowed the lawn. Do you know what? When I got back from where you and I went, yes, non-organised, by the no. way, we didn't organise to go together. We just were there and you sent a video to me saying that someone was waiting for me on the dance floor. <laughs> that was pretty cool dancing. But where I, mean. I went and you went, when I got home, I immediately thought, I need to mow my lawns. Do you have a big lawn, Jibs? No, no. But just, it takes yeah. me a while, yeah. if Aaron asks. <laughs> That's my partner. <laughs> yeah, I found out what time you can mow the lawn as well. I didn't. I had to look it up on Sunday morning because I was cracking the whip yeah. at home saying we can't leave the house and go anywhere today until we've mowed the lawn. So what time was that? It's 10 a.m. on Sunday. No. So we had to, couldn't do it. No. Did you know that? No. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. We've got Triple M's producer extraordinaire from the Triple M producer's desk, Rhea. Good morning. Good morning. How are we going? you got a news update for us. I do. So as I'm sure all of Tasmania is aware, they have been waiting with bated breath. Tasmania's Princess Mary is no longer princess. She is now Queen of Denmark. Oh, congratulations, Mary. I'm sure she's listening. Yes. Big fan of the show, Princess <laughs> Mary, is. or now Queen Mary as we call her. Um, I just call her Mary. Yeah, do you? You're that close. I call him Me. Me. Hey, Me. Mez. Probably Mez. Kaz and Mez. <laughs> Love it. But you, you go way back with her, don't oh, you? Oh, Mary and I. It has now been uncovered that I am personally holding exclusive video footage. <gasps> Probably the only footage in the world of Mary playing a, a musical instrument in primary school. That's genuinely quite cool. It is pretty <laughs> cool. I mean, and do you know what the, the, the lesson in this is? When your parents try and make you clean your stuff out of their house, don't do it <laughs> because you lesson. will uncover. I've got the program, the VCR. Mm. I can't. How long did it take you to find? Because you've brought in the actual physical VCR yeah. to work today to show you young kids. to show me. I, I know what a VCR <laughs> is. <laughs> but, but how long did it take you to find specifically the program and the VCR? Oh, the program. I th- well, I thought I'd taken it to my house, but no, that was tucked away in Mum's photo album. And the VCR, Mum was in charge of that. She's got a library of VC- of video Does she? evidence of our family life. Yeah, wow. we were very lucky to have videos. 
Yeah. Well, she's a queen now, and yes. I find it so incredible that someone – I know this is going to sound weird, but someone that went to Taruna High School yeah. is now the queen of a country. It's yes. pretty a amazing, kingdom. isn't it? So people are celebrating all over Tassie. We've got um, the Tasman Bridge was lit up in red and white, the Danish flag colours, as was the Lonnie Town Hall and Devonport's Convention Centre to celebrate Queen Mary. Uh, people – all, like there's a Facebook group on, on Facebook of people doing all these things. They're, they're painting their lawn furniture gold. They're wearing gold for her. They're having high teas. There's yep. all sorts of things happening for Mary. Someone in the studio is actually wearing gold. I'm wearing gold. And speaking of gold, let's get to some good news. Gold! So this is still Mary-themed, oh but the, <laughs> the federal government, as a wedding gift to Mary is donating $10,000 to help the Tassie Devil. That's wedding, c- not wedding. A wedding gift. Not a wedding gift. A coronation, coronation, coronation gift. Sorry, or I wrote a, down the wrong thing. I was like, oh, she's, she's getting, getting married, married again. again. <laughs> Can, coronation I, gift. I just need to add, with lighting up Rest Point, lighting up the Tasman Bridge, red and white, it's not about you, Sydney Swan supporters. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Or Clar- is it Clarence Football Clarence, Club? Clarence Footy Club. It's not about you. It's it about Mary. Is. It is. Producer Rhea from the Triple M Producers Desk. Thanks so much for the news update. Thank you. Triple M Breakfast. Kaz, you were talking a little earlier about the lawns not being allowed to be mowed before 10am and that, that was news to me. That was That's news. I think it's, well, I thought it was 8 o'clock on the weekend. I did screenshot it because, well, my husband was trying to get out of mowing the lawn. So he was using every available tool, which was, you know, it's now... Illegal? Is it a law? Yes. Yeah. I've, How much well, can you be fined for mowing the lawn? I also think that it's uh, neighbourly to not do it too early on a Sunday morning, isn't it? Do you it? think? Oh, what time can I mow my lawn in Tats? Look, there is a screenshot. 7am to 8pm Monday to Friday, 9am mm-hmm. to 8pm on Saturday, and Sunday 10 to 8. That is honestly news holidays. to me. That is honestly news to me. Yeah, and this also applies to powered garden maintenance equipment. So whippersnippers and the like. Yeah, chainsaws, ten o'clock Sunday morning, like brush cutters. Who knew? Hedges. So how did Adrian get out of it? What? What are the, I can think of the excuses, but what are Adrian's excuses for not mowing the lawn? Too wet, too dry, too windy, too frosty, d- frosty. <laughs> Too dark, too everything. So I, he's probably mowed the lawn five times in ten years. Sounds, I'm the lawn mower. I'm the garden maintenance person. Sounds like Adrian's too lazy. <laughs> no, you know why I did it last night? Why? Because he said oh, I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay. It's triple M breakfast. It was a massive weekend, Kaz. Yes, I'm just putting my jacket on. Tubes. Twenty-one point five degrees in here, Kaz. It's not 21 degrees in here. 21.5. Oh, look, if I was texting in, I I would take a photo of myself and send it to us, (laughs) putting my winter jacket on because you like to keep it very chilled. That's my peak operating temperature. That's not 21 degrees here, surely. That's what it says on the thermostat. It's freezing. 21.5 degrees. Do you know, well, I've worked in offices over the years where it's been really cold, so there's a male temperature and a female temperature. Not yeah. to be, it's not sexist think, or anything, but it's always like man temperatures really cold. See, if I turn it up, there's only so much <laughs> clothing I can 
There's only so much clothing I can take off. Oh. Right? Whereas if it's cold, that you can continue to put layers on. Oh, I'm so I'm doing sm- it for your benefit so I'm not here shining a bright white skin. Nothing wrong with bright white skin. It's the fashion now. Now, you were talking about your lawn. Are you a, a passionate lawn person? I am. Because I can't, well, gardening, I'm, I love gardening. Love it, love it, love it. Don't know what I'm doing. You Lawns, told me you told me that you, one of your favourite things to do in the garden is to put soapy water on the, on the Corby grubs. Yes. Well, and I can't believe you haven't done that. No, it was like it. a childhood core memory of going out in the summer and tipping soapy water on the lawn. When you get those little dry patches and there's some <laughs> little holes and then you know that there's Corby grubs in there or some people say... Before summer, if you get them, it's going to be a hot summer. But, you know, I can't keep up with that. So you tip the soapy water on the lawn and the corby grubs go (coughs) and they come up and lie on the top of the lawn and the birds come along and eat them. And then your lawn dies because you've tipped soapy water. (laughs) Win-win. But you want some lawn tips. My dog, Tommy, Mm -hmm. the Labradoodle, wheeze all over the lawn as any good dog does. See, I thought that. And and kills the lawn. And kills the lawn. It's all these big. You can see where he wees. Big. Well, I thought I thought it was female dogs that that do that because we've we've got Phoebe the golden retriever and she's killed my beautiful lawn, and we've just got a patchy lawn now. Oh, I saw something in the pet shop that you can put in there water, but it was like little stones or something. I'm not doing that because that's right. just. I think that's sponsored by vets to get you to go to the vet. What are your lawn tips for dog wee? <laughs> <laughs> You went on a bit of a road trip on the weekend, Cats. It was a last-minute road trip. That's why we couldn't mow the lawn, because <laughs> we had to set out. We're going to Campbelltown. We are talking about your lawns. Kaz is after your tips, Hobart, on how you can stop your dog wee from poisoning and killing your lawn in patches where they wee. Yes. So that's why you couldn't mow the lawns, because you were going on a road trip. That's right, and it was before 10 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's why. Um, <laughs> we, we haven't been on a road trip for a little while. You so and your Campbelltown, family. that's about an hour and... Hour and a half-ish. Yeah. Yep, hour and 40. With mum and dad. Morning, Beth and John. Now you were we heading up to... The day for Don. We'll talk about that a little bit later on. Yeah, my dad has had a lot of cars over his life, so it was great for him to be able to see so many cars that, you know. I would just like to ask one question. Mm-hmm. Why, when you pack up the car, this is this is... This is a male-female thing or a partner thing again. Why would your husband pack all the eskies with all the drinks and a few snacks in the back, (laughs) in the very back of the Honda ERV so you cannot get them as you are crammed into your car on the way to Campbelltown? (laughs) Cool things, though. We saw the big cherry. Yes, at Summer Coats, just south of Ross. There are no longer animals cut into the bushes at, at the St. Peter's Pass. Pass. No. Yep. Uh, I would like to have a shack at Ross. Really? A shack at Ross? When I say shack, mm. I mean a two story stone <laughs> sandstone, ex- sandstone yes, extravaganza. Yeah. Beautiful properties. Lovely, there. lovely little town, Ross. Yes. Beautiful. But we don't we don't see it often enough. So Adrian packed the packed oh. the snacks. Oh, did you pack the snacks or did Adrian pack no, the Adrian snacks? Packed. I was too busy saying, Mow the lawn, mow the lawn, it's too late, we can't he mow the lawn. He says I'm too busy packing yeah, I'm snacks. I'm packing snacks. So he's packing the bottles of water and the you know And put them in the back boot. of the car. 
Rookie error. What are the things that frustrate you about your partner when you go on a road trip? Give us a text, 0488881073. Or we'd love to hear what you can do to stop Kaz's lawn being killed by her dogs, Wee. <laughs> it's Triple M Breakfast. It's time to give away a prize. We have Cheryl from North Hobart. Good morning, Cheryl. Good morning, Kaz and Tubes. What's going on in your world today, Carol? Cheryl? Um, pretty well, same old, same old. I'm a retiree, but I'm a busy one. See, everyone, everyone that I know, Cheryl, that's retired, has always said, I never knew, knew how I had time. I, I don't know how I had time to work. Yes. <laughs> what keeps you busy, Cheryl? What's keeping you busy? Um, Okay, I volunteer a couple of mornings at one of the Vinnie's op shops. Oh. And I also, uh, sorry, Tubes, you can uh, turn your hearing aid off for this. Um, <laughs> I do <laughs> I do admin for 10 lives. Oh, that's, yeah. you've won. One, ten, pick a, uh, ten, you've won. You're the winner lives. of the day. Ten lives, cat center, center. Of course, I'm not a cat person, Cheryl. I, I give I everyone in the world permission to be cat people. That's fine. <laughs> but the only reason I don't like cats is because, well, two reasons: they're jerks, they're... every single one of them. <laughs> and that sounded like a cat purring over here, Cheryl. And two, oh, Vader... my cat, my... that's terrible. My cat just jumped off the bed. She heard that. I bet she did. <laughs> I bet she's on her way in here. What's your cat's name, Cheryl? Nelly. <laughs> Nelly. What colour's Nelly? Uh, she's a snowshoe Siamese. Oh, she, what's a snowshoe? I reckon that means it, she has white feet. Well, she does have white feet, but it's a breed of oh. American shorthair with Siamese. Oh, right. They're pretty right. cool, Siamese. They're quite, you know, slinky and. Well. Aren't They're they? still cats. I love they? them. I love cats. And how <laughs> yeah, cool but... is volunteering in op shops? I, I frequent op shops a lot. I'm actually looking for my Hobart Cup hat at the moment. If you've got anything, Cheryl, hook me up. And <laughs> the, the people in op shops are having a great time. So, you know, it's a great tip. If you're going to volunteer, go and hang out with the op shop people. They're oh, having look, a terrific time. I have time. Maximum, maximum fun. It They're... keeps my... It keeps me involved. I love it. That's good. Love good it, hear. Cheryl. Absolutely love it. All right. We've spun the prize wheel, Kaz. What number have we got there? Uh, we have number 58. 58. You happy with that one, Cheryl, or would you like to spin again? Oh, I'm happy with that one. All right. Thank number you. 58 is... A Dino's Pizza Voucher from Claremont. Dino's Pizza Voucher is open seven nights a week for pizza, pasta and desserts. How does that sound, Cheryl? Oh, lovely. That, Din- that means one... Dinner is taken care of. Dinner is taken care of, Cheryl. Well, you have a lovely day. Say hi to Nelly for me. (laughs) Do you mean that? Absolutely not. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great day, Cheryl. Thank you so much, guys. Now, Kaz has found out a lot about lawn mowing this weekend, uh, including the fact that you're not allowed to mow your lawn before 10 a.m. on a weekday or public holiday, no, Kaz. No, uh, on a weekend. 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 I thought you said Saturday's 9 a.m., uh, post 9 a.m. Uh, look, it doesn't matter. Later anyway, than the weekdays. I yes. think it's 8 a.m. on a weekday. 10 a.m. definitely on a Sunday. So we've been talking S- about all things lawn. Yes. And... Kaz has a dog, just like I do. 
because dogs are great, cats aren't. And Can dogs, I just say? Yes. I'm a cat person, not a dog person. Are you really? But I have a dog. We have an understanding, but he needs to stop weighing on my lawn. And killing the lawn. So we're going to Stuart from Perth. Good morning, Stuart, on one triple three five three. Morning, Jude. Morning, Kaz. Morning. Listening from Perth, Stuart. I love that. Well, I'm actually near Boyer at the minute. Oh, that's right. You're a truckie, aren't you, Stewie? That's right, yep. Love it. Love it. And you've got a lawn tip for Kaz. Yeah. If you see uh, your dog peeing on the lawn, grab the hose and give it a give it a water, and that dilutes the urine. Oh, not water the dog. Water the hose. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the dog. Yeah, oh. that too. <laughs> See, I'm, I've heard this, Stuart, but I'm I don't want to be running around watching, waiting for my dog to wee. I I don't know. Maybe that's that's the sacrifice I have to make to have a nice uh, fresh lawn, Stuart. Yes. No, there's a there's another product that uh, the night announcer Luke Boner promotes called Swift Grow. I have heard the wonderful midnight till dawn. Triple M radio host, Luke Boner, talk about that stuff. It's good stuff, is it, Stuart? Uh, definitely, yeah. I, I use it and it's uh, absolutely brilliant. Well, uh, there we go. you got to get some of that. What's it called again, Stuart? Swift Grow. There you go, Kaz. What does it do? Well, it grows things it's, swiftly. Uh, it's bar- it's, bar- it's barramundi, <laughs> uh, <laughs> barramundi poo. And it makes, yeah, it's... Uh, it's, it's it's really good stuff. So barramundi poo. Yeah, fish. Is this going to make? Is this going to attract cats to my yard? No, it's not. It, it oh. doesn't smell at all. Oh. Doesn't smell, and you you don't need to use very much at all. Good on you, Stuart. Hey, drive safe, Stuart. Thank you. Have a good have a good day. You too. Thank that you. is Stuart from Perth, who drives the trucks from the north of the state down to the south. What a great man! He's given you a great point. On how to get your lawn grown properly, Kaz. I'm right. I've written that down. Where do I get this from? <laughs> we'll have to have you a Google, Google first. <laughs> it's triple M breakfast. On the weekend, Kaz, you and I had a little rendezvous. We did. But an unorganised one. Yeah. We both went up to the day out for Don, which was held at the Campbelltown War Memorial Oval yesterday. We, my little family, I took my little fella Ray, who's four, up with my father-in-law, Glenn, and his brother, Darren, in two separate cars because Glenn has a Mustang, a Mac cool. 1 Mustang. I think it's a 2021, like a new one, one of those new cool, cool ones. And Darren, his brother, has a 1977, I think, HQ Monaro, beautiful oh. green Monaro. So that we did a little convoy on the way up to the day up for Don to help raise some funds for Lifeline here in Tasmania. And you were there. Yeah. So you were there. You had the boys club going on, the, didn't you? We had the boys club. But can I just say, how cool does your hot car look with a car seat in the back? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Getting a car seat into the back of a Mustang was one of the more difficult <laughs> things doors, I've had to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was a great day, wasn't yeah. it? And so many different cars from a variety of eras right back to the early 40s. There was an old, old little... I don't even know what it was, a, okay. an international or something like that, yeah. little truck ute. But it was great. Yeah. And you, I went with my mum and dad and my husband and son. My dad has, you know, had every type of car over the years. So for him to see – and he got to sit in one. So there was a what, – what was it, a 58 
Custom, Custom line. line. Yes. So Ford. the owner was there with the car. He said, go on, have a seat, mate. My dad's face lit up. He has not sat on one of those bouncy old car seats. Bench seats, yep. Since the 60s, which, and then he had stories how he drove a 58 custom line over the Sydney Harbour Bridge and the brakes went. You go and find an old guy with some car stories and they are fascinating. And they, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think everybody has those stories of those old varieties of cars. And yeah. I can remember driving in my cousin's Mini when I was younger and just little things like that that really trigger your memory yeah. into into reminiscing about things. And I think cars are one of those things that do that. But what you need to do is stick your head in. Like, you can't touch them. No. They, they all have these don't touch me signs, which I wanted to wear one. You know, <laughs> I'm going to take one of those home. Just don't touch me. And you stick your head in and you smell them and they smell like... Immaculate. Your youth. Yes. Like what cars yes. used to smell like. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> a win- Winnie Blues and a, you know, <laughs> and a can of lemonade. No, the se- the smell of the of the vinyl, the vinyl and the leather. Yeah. And you can look at the seats and the stitching on the back seats and you can feel that su- that burn that you had when you were a kid and you sat on the hot seat in the car. Yeah. And can I just say that Steve Donovan did an amazing job and it was all, as we said, to raise funds for Lifeline in Tasmania, an amazing legacy that he's got now for his son, Don. And uh, look, just wanted to say everyone that made that event go ahead because it was a beautiful day for it, but yeah. it was so well run. As we drove in through the um, entryway to the Oval, there were plenty of people to direct us where to yes. go. Do you know the greatest thing, though? I got to drive Glenn's Mustang back from Campbelltown. Oh, how'd you fantastic. feel? Well, I thought this is going to be great. I'm going to be able to give it a squirt down <laughs> down the Midland <laughs> Highway. But then what he did is he said, we'll just follow Darren home in the HQ. Oh. So I had to sort of sit behind Darren the whole time. <laughs> but an amazing day. Well done to Steve and the team. And we're going to catch up with Steve to find out exactly how much money he's raised for yep. Lifeline here in Tasmania, which is a fantastic effort by everyone. At this time, every single week, we chat to the Bureau of Meteorology, and it's one of our favourite meteorologists, Luke Johnson, joining us live. Good morning, Luke. Oh, good morning. You're one of my favourite uh, Triple M presenters. Oh. <laughs> Is that because we're the only Triple M presenters <laughs> you talk to, Luke? Potentially. No. Um, yeah, it looks like a nice a, a nice day ahead. I know it looks a bit grey and gloomy out there at the moment, but the, the low cloud we've got at the moment should break up during the remainder of the morning. So mostly sunny or partly cloudy afternoon. Uh, still likely to get to around 23 degrees in the city, but uh, a little bit warmer just inland. So potentially reaching uh, 25 to 27 degrees in places like Huonville, New Norfolk and, and Campania later today. That's wow. a bit warm for me, Luke. Uh, what can we expect later on in the week? All right, tomorrow is going to be a sunnier morning, top of 29 as well, expected in Hobart, potentially reaching 30 about inland parts of the southeast tomorrow and remaining fine throughout uh, throughout Tuesday. That's when the weather takes a bit of a turn because on Wednesday morning we'll get a, a cold front to arrive, bringing some reasonable rain right across the southeast and all of Tasmania really and a, a change to, to westerlies for the remainder of the week. So tomorrow is our hot and sunny day and then it's a change to rainy showery from, from Wednesday. But not the coldest, still hovering into the 20s. So let's not forget about six months ago, we're all arguing about how how warm 20 really feels and now we're talking about how cold <laughs> 20 feels. So how much rain can we expect, Luke? 
Uh, look, it is changing as we get closer, and it depends on the timing of the front and the rain band, but it's approximately looking in the range of around 10 to 20 millimetres. The key uncertainty is both the timing of this rain band crossing the area, but also the potential for some thunderstorms within the band, which might give some slightly higher rainfall numbers. Good news for the farmers then, Luke? Uh, I think so. I hope so. It uh, depends what, what stage of the harvest. I heard a story the other week about lots of cherries being lost due, due to lots of rain, but I don't know if the cherry picking is finished or not. And this is the thing. This is why farming is such a nightmare, I reckon, because oh, you yeah. want the rain and then you don't want the rain and particular farmers want it and other farmers don't. I know that cherries in particular at this time, given they are harvesting, any sort of rain, what happens, Kaz, is the rain falls onto the cherry and then virosmosis absorbs the rain around it and can crack are you a cherry fan, Luke? Do you, you know much about this? <laughs> that's that's the extent of my cherry knowledge. Actually, they've got they've got pips in them as well. They certainly do, Luke. Uh, Luke Johnson from the Bureau of Meteorology. We appreciate your time. It sounds like you've got to get to that phone. I do. All right, thanks, guys. That was Luke Johnson from the Bureau of Meteorology. It's triple M breakfast. On the weekend, the community conversations were happening around the Tasmania Football Club and what that looks like, the fabric of that club with Jack Rewalt and Abby Green, two AFL and AFLW stars. Also, the executive director of the Tasmania Football Club was there, Kath McCann, and joins us live in the studio. Good morning, Kath. Good morning. Thanks for having me. It was an absolute privilege for me to be the MC for the Hobart event on Friday night and We heard a lot of great stories. How was the weekend for you as the Executive Director of the Tasmanian Football Club? Uh, Look, from my perspective, I've now been to seven events um, around Tasmania. And what I would say is all of them have been unique, which in itself is just fantastic. But the word I describe when thinking about these events and when I walk away is joyous. It's that um, commitment and passion and, and people turning up to be a part of something, a part of something bigger than them, a part of something as a community and their generosity and their commitment to, to us in our very early stages and their willingness to share and so much laughter and happiness. It's just oh, joyous. That, that's my Joyous. <laughs> it, it really was. And I think what happened on, on Friday night at the Moona Arts Centre was the coming together of multiple football clubs from around the Hobart area getting on the same page and understanding that each football club, despite them being very tribal and very unique and very different, we're all coming together to celebrate something that's going to totally unify us. Totally. And um, being at a, we'll call it an independent venue, a beautiful venue, the Moona Arts Centre. What an amazing vibe. And it's a very inclusive place. I'd congratulate all of those that have developed Moona Arts Centre. It's just an absolutely fantastic asset for the community. Um, but having, you know, Clarence and Glenorchy in the same room, there are a few little barbs there, tubes, you do <laughs> recall. Uh, but, you know, uh, Brighton, Hobart, uh, clubs from all over. And, and as we saw the same at Kettering, we had Hewenville and Signet. Wow, there's an arch rivalry there. Mm-hmm. And the Channel for club. Um, Just fantastic to see those clubs uh, and members of those clubs and interested community coming together and seeing something again bigger than themselves. Something that is an opportunity for unification and that is Tasmania. The the sense of pride about being Tasmanian. If you ever want to go and see that in action, uh, these sessions and these forums I reckon are a a pretty good case study for for Tasmanians and the sense we feel. There's a couple more coming up. uh, Oatlands on Friday night and then Scottsdale and Launceston after that. What are you hoping to achieve from these? 
So what we've done, obviously, we're, we're, we're recording, so we're capturing the content. I think it's going to make a pretty good documentary. There's some pretty funny stories that have been shared. So, so that's obviously been fantastic. While this is happening, as you probably know, we had a survey, a community survey that was done prior to Christmas, which is a great opportunity for us to capture data about what people want. But you can't capture data without going out and having face-to-face conversations. So from our perspective, it's bringing together all of that data with those conversations or the qualitative data to really formulate what we would say is the culture and the fabric or the essence of this club as we go forward. So we're surging towards March and we'll be launching the club, which is really, really exciting. And it is our commitment to the Tasmanian people to make sure that what we create represents them. And so these conversations give us the opportunity to better understand what that means and make sure that we've got responsibility to make sure we bring that to life. So what I would say about the community events is we will have done nine um, come the end of this weekend, but it doesn't stop here. What we've learned is that going out and meeting our community, being with our community, and that's evidenced by other other sports across Tasmania and the Jack Jumpers have done a terrific job of that as well. It is so critically important. So we'll continue to have those conversations and it will keep us in check, make sure that we're doing everything we can to bring this club to life in a way that Tasmanians are as proud as they can possibly be. How important is it to get that right? So important. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity, but it's also a responsibility. We've waited a long time for this club, Kaz and Tubes, and you can feel that. You can feel it out there in the community. So it's critically important. But as I said, it doesn't start and stop. It has to be an ongoing conversation. We need to be kept in check by the community and we need to make sure we're out there having FaceTime, meeting our communities where they're at. One thing I would say is... The, the sessions, as I said earlier, they're so uniquely different. Different parts of Tasmania, whether you're out at Queenstown or, you know, yesterday up at St Helens, everyone had an amazing tan. And I think I said <laughs> there's something about living by, by the ocean that's pretty good for the soul. And, you know, then down the channel at, at Kettering and we learned about what happened after the Blackfires, um, bushfires and what that meant to sporting clubs. And so understanding these stories is really, really important because our job is to weave all that together to create, as I say, a Tasmanian footy club that every one of us are proud of. There there is a clinic happening today with over 200 kids in Jack Rewalt. Tell us about that. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So we're at North Hobart, um, which is probably the home of Tasmania football. There's been a few big clashes there over the years. Actually, we've learned a little bit about that on our journey. But 220 boys and girls um, that will be running around having a kick at the footy. Nothing gives you probably more joy to see that. It's pretty noisy. Um, the team from <laughs> AFL Tasmania do an extraordinary job running those clinics. It's, it's kind of like organised chaos. Uh, and what happens is we'll run the clinic for the first probably 40 minutes and then um, we'll do a Q&A session with the young ones about yep. they want from the club. Oh, perfect. And they are the future. They're yep. our first draft pick. <laughs> They'll be there today. And so were the kids up in Devonport and the kids in Launceston this weekend. So it's going to be a great day and looking forward to more of those as well. And um, can't wait to see that that first Tasmanian draft pick run out in that jersey, whether it's a boy or a girl. And yeah, it's no, wonderful. I'm totally on board. I can't wait. And as a proud, proud passionate Tasmanian, I'm really excited that you, as the executive di- director of the Tasmania Football Club, are talking about that that being an ongoing conversation. That is sensational. Kath McCann, all the very best. I'll see you at Oatlands on Friday night. Thanks, team. Thanks for your support. Peter Forty Ford, Australia's number one entertainment reporter who joins us live. Morning, Forty. Good morning to you both. Oh, good morning. Oh, what's going on, Forty? What's happening today? And I think oh, there's a lot of talk. On? There's what, a lot of what? talk of coronation. Are we calling it the coronation? Is that what it is? Yeah, absolutely yes. it is. And it's very historic, actually. You know, the first Australian ever to become royal is an amazing story. I was thinking last night, 
you know, they should make a movie about it. Well, they did. They made a really bad telly movie about it a few years ago, which I think sort of came and went and no one took any notice. But I stayed up watching last night. I really got into it. And I know I'm surprised more networks didn't show it. I mean, I know it's the middle of the night and you've got to be pretty sad and desperate to stay up watching it. But, but I think a lot of people might have because it was quite historic. You know, when you see Queen Margareta, you know, sign the document and next thing she grabs her walking stick and stands up and walks out, like that's the end of it. Oh. Like even in the mafia, you don't get to leave. And <laughs> suddenly she's gone. And then to see the balcony appearances when Frederick came out, you know, people were very polite and, and enthusiastic. But when Mary came out, they went crazy for her. So, you know, she's the star of the show and he better not mess this up. And, you know, we know about that scandal only about eight or nine weeks ago and whatever did or didn't happen better not happen again because I don't think it would be very well received at all. But I thought of you, Kaz, and I thought of her dad, and I thought you both should be there, a part of it. Well, we should. <laughs> we should have been invited because Kaz was in the, what was it, the, the primary schools combined, combined? primary school band. I have unearthed a very, very, very rare um, piece of footage of now Queen Mary playing an instrument, a 40-minute video, which... I don't think there's anything like it in the world. I think she's going to have to sell it, 40. I think we might. Oh, you'd better get on the phone to a current affair real quick. <laughs> no, we are planning to hand deliver it to the Queen, Queen Mary ourselves and sit and have <laughs> oh, a, a video. Idea. A video night. Yeah. She'll want to watch what she was doing in primary school, surely. Yeah, absolutely she would. But, of course, her dad's not in great health, so he couldn't be there. But also, interestingly, Amber Petty wasn't there, the former bridesmaid, uh, she was actually at the tennis last night in Melbourne, so she didn't get a Guernsey to go oh. to it. Mm, interesting. Forty, quickly, uh, the Emmy Awards are still on tomorrow, despite there being a huge scandal. Yeah, so these are that were delayed last year because of the writers' strike, so they're actually happening tomorrow our time, so you'll hear a lot about that. But there's been this massive scandal with ESPN, the sports network, have had to hand back 37 Emmy Awards they got because they had this scam going where they were putting in fake names of alleged producers who worked on shows and worked on stories. They won the Emmy Awards and then basically they go and get them re-engraved and they put on the names of the on-air talent and hand them to the on-air talent saying, oh, you're so special, you've won an Emmy Award. Oh, and this went on for 14 years, and it's now been exposed. Whoopsie. Oh, goodness me, 40. <laughs> it's uh, a huge scandal there playing out with the Emmys. We'll catch you on Friday, 40. Have a good week. Have a good one. Bye. It's Triple M Breakfast. Now, Kaz, the great Moscow Circus, their all-new extreme show, is happening on the Queen's do- – uh, not the Queen's domain. The Regatta Grounds. Regatta Grounds at the domain. Is um, that part of the domain? Is it the King's Domain now? That's what we need to know. That's what we need to find out too, yeah. Does anyone know whether the Queen's Domain turns into the King's Domain? (laughs) The circus is there until the 28th. Whose domain is it? (laughs) Anyway, you went along. I did on Friday. It feels like such a long time ago. It was Friday. It was amazing. It looks amazing. It's in a great spot. So much fun, isn't it? Husband and son, off we go to the circus. Yep. I love the circus. We had some circus performers in the show. In the show. Yep, yep, and the show. I was starstruck. 
We Bartali, have Bartalia, wheel of the uh, trapeze artist. How beautiful! She's Gadget, amazing. The the clown. Yes. Yes, I saw them in person, up close and personal. So there's a bit of audience participation. There now, is. don't be, if you're going to get your tickets, don't be afraid. You don't have to participate, but they but you do should. have it. You should. Tubes. I was one of those people. <laughs> of course you were. Oh my gosh. Dreams coming true. There I am in the middle of the ring, the circus ring. There's 555 lights shining on me. It was me and three guys doing, I won't spoil it, So because you'll all be going off to watch the circus. I won't spoil so, what we had what to you do. What you did, yeah, of course. I thought I was pretty good. Of course you would have been, um, Said to my son, who loved the circus, Alex. Good morning, Alex. He's eight and he loved it. So there's something for everyone There's acrobats, there's trapeze, there's motorbikes, there's, you you know, everyone's covered. I said, Alex, feeling pretty smug that I was just standing in the middle of a circus ring making my dreams come true. What was your favourite part of the circus? He said, well, well, not you, mum, you're cringe. (laughs) So, but do you know how close I was to not being there? How close? So this is why I'm still sitting here as a married woman today because I wasn't actually chosen first. They came along and they pointed at my husband, Adrian, and he said no because we're completely opposite. Imagine if he'd said yes. <laughs> You'd be divorced. I'd be divorced. <laughs> you can get your tickets at thegreatmoscowcircus.com.au, a sensational show and great fun for the whole family. We have had one of the all-time great tournaments happening here on our doorstep at the Domain Tennis Centre, the Hobart International, showcasing some of, well, the world's best tennis players right here in Hobart. To run us through what happened in the final is the tournament director, Darren Sturgis. Good morning. Good morning. A great tournament for starters. Let's start about how you've revitalised tennis in Tasmania by changing a lot at the Hobart International. It was just a wonderful week of tennis. Yeah, we're really proud of the week and just um, over 16,000 fans came through through the week, which was a record number since we've been taking all the records across that, that period of time. And so many people being able to see it, we flipped the site, we put the fan zone up the top and kept it all on the same level as the centre court and brought in a new look and feel and everything. And we're really proud of the feedback has been so um, warming to hear like everyone that's come along has really loved it. And we've got people asking when's 2025 on, which I think is one of the best things that can be, can be asked. I've seen so many people that have come through the gates as well as being a part of the on court MC team. And the feedback that I got as we were walking through is it's just a different tournament. And a lot of people saying, I didn't even know this was on. I'm looking forward to coming back next year. Yeah, I mean, a lot of work since I started as well. I came down and saw a great tournament. We just, I think we could offer a lot more to the fans and that's what we've built over the, the last five events in my seven years here. And uh, we've got some really great people in my team that um, know their stuff and incredibly hardworking. And um, it's a small team that puts it on, but they put everything into it and couldn't be more proud of what we've been able to achieve and looking forward to getting better next year as well. And it all kicked off with the family weekend. Yeah, case. my first time. My first time Living in Hobart my whole life, the first yep. time I've stepped foot in the Domain Tennis Centre. Is that what it, that's what it's called, that's isn't That's what it's it? called, yeah. It's magnificent views. I now have an eight-year-old son who wants to play tennis. Perfect. <laughs> oh, he loved it. And the food vans and the atmosphere. And then I went along to watch a match and I'm thinking, this is pretty good. And that, it's on our doorstep, as you said. And the tennis was just some of the highest quality in the world, Darren. Some of the matches that we had 
went right down to the wire. We saw a Cinderella story with Dasha Seville making it through to the semi-finals, of course, unfortunately falling at the last hurdle against uh, the eventual finalist, um, uh, Elise Mertens, and uh, the runner-up in the end. But the final, let's talk about that. Yeah, that was uh, that was a great match. And as you said, Dasha had a great event coming back from injury, so she's working on bringing her ranking back up and had her chances uh, against Elise in the semi-final there and couldn't could have got through. Um, but yeah, Emma Navarro, um, our new champion, she's she's only 22 years old, but she's a real exciting talent. She's got incredible power off her ground strokes and just it's for for a tennis purist watching her forehand and backhand is just um, amazing. Like she's she's so good. She's so humble as well. Um, one of those great people that we love welcoming to the city and will connect in with the fans really well. But um, she got off to a red-hot start, winning the first set 6-1, and we thought, well, this could be quick. But um, Elise, two-time champion, to cre- credit to her, really fought back. And then the the third set went, you know, it was a bit of a nail-biter. I think it was 7-5 in the end. Um, but, yeah, really close battle. But two um, amazing people that just represent tennis so well. And um, I think the fans got everything they paid for on that final. Absolutely did it was right down to the wire, as you said, 7-5 in the last set. They had one set each. And and it was a joy to watch Emma Navarro and her almost nonchalant entry and concentration and, and everything was just unbelievable. What I love, though, Darren, is that you and the team at the Hobart International have created ambassadors for Tasmania with our tennis stars that come down here to play this. Is that something that you've tried to do? Uh, not not on purpose, but um, yeah, I think we know, we know how good they are. We know these players are the best in the world and they're on the rise and the tournament has such a rich history. Um, we'll be 30 years next year, so we're looking forward to a massive celebration of that milestone. There's not many tournaments, if any at all, that have lasted that long on the tour, so um, it's something to come. But I think we, you know, talking to a co- um, Emma's coach after the match as well and said, look, our tournament's about... Um, getting quality people over quality players. Like I'd much rather have a quality person who's coming to the tournament and representing um, tennis in our state than necessarily the top ones Um, because that's the value we want to provide. We want to make sure that all the players have a fair um, experience while they're here and we treat them all like they're all the number one person here. Um, And equally with our fans too, we hope they feel that experience as well, that they feel special every time they set foot on site. Well, congratulations to you and the team at the Hobart International. You do have a trophy here. It's uh, Not for you. No, it is, of <laughs> course, the uh, Angie Cunningham Trophy, which is the trophy for the champion of the Hobart International. A beautiful piece of art, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's um, our designer, Anita Deneen, based up in Launceston, does a lot of metal work, and we engaged her a few years back to help us with the design of the trophy and Got some nice hue and pine on the bottom and local designer in Launceston where, where Angie's from and the trophy's named after her. Um, so it's great to have her daughters come back every single year. They live in Melbourne now with their dad, um, but they come down and spend um, a lot of time with their grandparents in Lowhead, one of their favourite spots, and then come down and are able to be there on the final as well and um, bump the Premier off the mantle. So they, they, uh, they're, our num- they're our number one, those two girls. Like they, they are welcome back to the event any any day they want and hopefully for many years to come they can um, hand over the trophy that represents their their late mother. Well, Darren, congratulations on the Hobart International and well done to Emma Navarro running out the victor uh, 6 one 
and we'll see in 2025. Yeah, and just one last thing, Elise Mertens will play today at the Australian Open and Emma plays tomorrow. So that, um, and if you want to follow, um, you can jump on, have a look. All the matches are on, um, I think, Channel 9 and Stan. And that is exactly what it's all about. Thanks for your time, Darren. Thanks. It's Triple M Breakfast. We will hit the phones right now for Creative Homes $50,000 First Builders Boost. It is on now by Creative Homes. Good morning to Terry in Kingston Beach. Good morning. What's happening in your world, Terry? Oh, not a lot at the moment. Just waiting for my granddaughter to come around for a visit. Right, right. And what do yeah. you what do you plan to do with your granddaughter today? Uh, maybe go for a walk to the park or the beach. Love it. How old's your granddaughter? Oh, well, actually, my great granddaughter. She's fourteen and a half months. Brilliant. Oh, great. Brilliant. <laughs> Lovely age. Yes, she's absolutely adorable. <laughs> Love that. And what's her name? Yes. Mirabelle. Mirabelle. Oh, how many greats and how many grands? How many? Just I've, the one? I've got nine grandchildren and I've got one great-granddaughter and another one due in March. Oh, oh. How exciting for you, Terry. Very exciting. Can you test your buzzer, please, Terry? Terry. Beautiful. Deborah from Newtown is your opponent. Good morning, Deborah. Good morning. What's happening with you today, Deborah? Oh, not a lot. Just doing some shopping today. Excellent. Excellent. What are you shopping for? Uh, just the usual grocery shopping, etc. Brilliant. All right. Can you test your buzzer, please? Deborah. Beautiful. Here we go. Question number one, you two. Two questions right gets you 100 bucks. The Tasman Bridge was lit up overnight in honour of... Deborah. <laughs> I think Deborah. that was Deborah. I think it was Deborah. Red and white. Yes. Correct. Well done, Deborah. You're halfway to 100 bucks. Question number two. She's pretty good, Terry, isn't she? She's quick. Yes. <laughs> Question number two. Who won the Hobart International Tennis Tournament singles on Saturday? Was it A, Emma Navarro, or B, Elisa Mertens? Terry. Terry. A. Correct. We're down to a tiebreaker, and it's question number three. Who are the Tasmanian Tigers playing in their first WNCL home match of 2024 today? Is it A, Queensland, B, Victoria? Terry. Terry, for 100 bucks. B. Deborah, would you like to guess? A. Correct, Deborah. <laughs> oh, <won>. bugger. Excellent. <laughs> Are you two twins? You sound very similar. Uh, Terry, bad luck. No worries. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much. Have a great day with Mirabelle, won't you? I sure will. Thank you. I think she's a winner anyway there, Terry. And Deborah, you've got two options. You can come back tomorrow or you can roll the dice. Uh, yeah, nah. Tomorrow. I'll just take it. Thanks, Tube. Take she the cash. For the shopping, for the groceries. She does. Excellent. Well, there you go. <laughs> Deborah, you've won again. Thank you so much. If you are going on a road trip, yes. what's your number one thing that you pack first? If you're going on a long road trip, what's the first thing you want in the car with you? A pillow. And I didn't pack one. A pillow? A pillow. So I when was you... slumped against the door and I was very young. I could have had a little snooze. I didn't take my pillow. I thought my husband would pack it. He didn't pack anything. He just put anything he did pack in the very back. In the of, boot? Of the... Of the car, yeah. yeah. Or the yeah, because you've got the you've got the uh, sports utility vehicle, don't you? The SUV, a small yes, SUV. Yes, yes, that was in the back, so I couldn't even lean over. Couldn't reach it. Couldn't reach it. Probably could have. 
Alex could have got it. He could have taken the seatbelt off and is, reach yeah. over the back of the car. And Not speed. Ro- worth no. rolling the dice, Not doing is it? That. No. So we were a bit parched and we didn't stop because, you know, dads Men don't, don't stop. stop. <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, I, they don't stop. I am, I am adamant on that one. Oh. Let's get there and then rest when we're there. Yeah. Let's spend more time there because you know when you stop and the traditional stop for us when we drive to Bernie to see mum and dad is Campbelltown. Yes. Adrian's family traditional stop though, which was a bit strange, was where the toilets are, where I was talking about the bushes cut into animals. Where's St. Peter's Pass. Who stops there? Lots of people. No. Is that was Adrian where was Adrian going though? I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Probably some sporting soccer, cricket, ping pong. He played all the sports. Did he? Yes. It's a good feeling, you Adrian. <laughs> hey, we'll be back tomorrow. We've got tickets to head along to see Dr. Zoyce's Cat in the Hat. The Cat in the Hat. We'll catch you from 6am. Have a great day. Treat yourself. Weekdays on Triple M and anywhere on the Listener app. It's Triple M.